Welcome to episode 54 of Teach Me Tiger. Uh, scratch COVID-19. Are we allowed to? We're over it. We're over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just scratch it. Let's go, let's have a big party right now together. Let's all hug each other and share a drink <laughs> out of a single cup. <laughs> Welcome to Teach Me Tiger, the show where we bring in our experty friends, pals, people that we follow on the internet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stalk on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome them into our virtual homes because it's COVID-19 and they teach us about stuff. Yeah. So I'm Melody and then Sarah's the other voice. Yeah, I'm Sarah. This week, we're talking about social media for businesses. Pew, pew, pew. I think this episode is... Super, super helpful and super pertinent right now, Uh given the pandemic and businesses have had to close for weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are scrambling to get their shit online and have a social media presence. Absolutely. And like, how do you do it? Is today Monday? Is today Wednesday? Is it four o'clock? Am I drunk? You know, (laughs) the answer is to the last one is definitely yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just tricky. It's a but tricky we, time. But what day of the week it is, I, I couldn't tell you. No one knows. I just found out we're recording <laughs> this on Tuesday the... What day is Isn't day? it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. See? <laughs> we're recording this on Wednesday. And <laughs> I just found out yesterday, which is Tuesday, yeah. that Monday was May 2-4. Oh, I know! Hey, shout out Anna Barani. Yeah. Shout out Anna wished me a good long weekend and i was like oh wait what it's a holiday it's a long weekend it's all a long weekend anna you know that you know that it's all a long weekend now and now we know that the kids are not going back to school at all until september maybe yeah we knew that though didn't we yeah we're in uh we do have some american listeners we are in ontario in canada ontario canada yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah our kids aren't going back to school so that's great. We'll see what happens in the fall. Yeah, because they said that they think the second wave is going to start in September. Boo, hiss. Boo, hiss, boo. Okay, okay. so back to this episode. Back to track. Yes, you're going to want to listen if you have a small business mm-hmm. or do any sort of hustle. I I think that this episode... For hustlers. <laughs> is for hustlers. I'm a hustler, And I think baby. there's a lot of hustlers out there. I think people are going to listen to this one. I just want you you're to You're listening know. right now, aren't you? You hustling, hustling? <laughs> So before we get to our chat with Kat and Toby James Mm -hmm. from Kat's Cove Communications, I believe they call themselves a boutique marketing firm. Yeah, they're amazing. They're really great. They know so much shit. It's great. It's really great. Before we get to that, we're going to do two quick things. First of all... We're going to have two quickies. Two quickies. In a row. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. No. (laughs) Sarah. Yeah. Do you have any week, Pete? Oh, Yeah. What is great that happened in your week? Okay, COVID. Greg's at home. Uh-huh. Greg's my husband. 
He's a big, burly, handsome, big, hot man. And my beautiful friend Tamar, who's also big and hot, (laughs) she's very tall, is living at our house during COVID, as is her boyfriend, who's also a burly, hot man, and our friend Ryan, who's also a burly, hot man. So we have all these big, strong people. So I'm the brains. (laughs) They're the brawn. Yeah. And we're getting shit done, Melody. I've got my chicken coop fenced in. I've got... This epic fire pit, if you follow me on social media, you know about it. If you don't, you should start following me just to check out the fire pit. It sits like 50 people. May I interject for a moment just to speak to the magnificence of the Mm -hmm. fire pit? Mm -hmm. These guys dug into a hill and Mm -hmm. exposed all these giant freaking boulders Mm -hmm. in the hill. So there's all this like beautiful exposed rock Mm -hmm. and it's like sunk down into the lawn so it keeps the wind out Mm -hmm. with seating built in and like we lined it with these huge chunks greg like lifted all these rocks with his arms like a monster and uh it's really hot watching all the men move all the rocks and then we have a bonfire every single night it's It's amazing anyway i'll post some more pictures of the men moving rocks for all all (laughs) you ladies out there and men (laughs) And I uh, got a garden in, mm-hmm. all kinds of shit. Just went out and bought some paint to paint the front of my fucking house. Do you guys know you can paint vinyl siding? Get on it. Is your house smoker's teeth yellow? Because mine is. <laughs> and it's not going to be. Are you going to paint it yourself? Yeah. Cool. Today. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh-huh. What's your week, Peaks? Mine's basically the same, actually. Uh, I've been making time for gardening every day Mm -hmm. and you know i know we're really young we're like 22 we're super hot like people don't expect us to be into gardening and these domestic sort of things yeah yeah but i've been edging my garden we've been here like six years and every year i put like perennials in the garden and then the grass creeps in and it's really like defeating every year and finally because i've been wanting to do this like fancy rock edge but i'm like the rocks are heavy how do i transport them i don't know what to do right I'm edging my garden in fucking firewood and like cool. I'm going to fill in the gaps with gravel and it'll yeah. last at least a few years. Yeah. And you're digging like a nice trench. I'm doing a trench. Mm-hmm. I just want a quick shout out to anyone else out there who, who laughed a little bit when you said edging. Oh. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, just Google it. next. Time uh, if you don't know what hub. it is, listen to our episode with Miss Jones and oh, you'll yeah. learn all about it. Edging. But. I can't wait to go. So I'm looking at your garden. I'm going to, can I come over when you, no one's home? And just like litter outside your house. You bet. Cool. Anytime. Great. <laughs> okay, so we have a segment we've been doing yeah. called Just the Tips. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Sarah Wright. Boo. Uh, Mr. Just, just the Tipstress. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's it. <laughs> so Just the Tipstress. We've got Sir Just the Tipstress <laughs> here live today uh-huh. to answer an advice question. Here's the question. Sarah Wright. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law aggressively oh. follows me on social media, and I feel like I need to censor myself and my content. What do I do? <laughs> well, my first impulse is to start posting, like, nudes, <laughs> uh, like, sexual position preferences. Right. Just, just really shake her up. Like, turn it into a little game. I mean, she doesn't live with you. Just, you know, it's her fault. She's, like, stalking you on social media. 
if you don't want to know that shit, stay off my social media. Right. I'm going to post a butt pic. <laughs> Maybe I'll post a butt pic today, guys. Log in. <laughs> but I mean, that's not a practical answer for everyone mm. to spook your mother-in-law out your life. But for, for some, it might work. Yeah, I think I actually think it's a great idea. Just keep <laughs> posting shit that's going to piss her off. Maybe she's a little bit right-leaning. Start posting a lot of, like, liberal shit. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I think, like, the personal body stuff is what's really going to do it. Maybe, like, a period pick. Right. Maybe, like, pubes or armpit hair. I mean, I would call this an education. It's an education. Yeah. And like, if she keeps following you, then great. That means she likes it. She's grown. <laughs> Bring Ew. out your period album at the next family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Save all your tampons in a little book. <laughs> you could scrapbook them. You could do it with your mother-in-law. Oh, I together. bet she loves scrapbooking. <laughs> they love that kind of thing. Okay, um, but what okay. can you do if you don't want to do that? But really what you can do, I've done this. I post my more edgy stuff on Instagram and I keep Facebook a little more family friendly because like my Nana's on there and stuff. So on Instagram, if I'm posting something and there's like a specific person or people that I don't really want to see that, but I don't want to like have them block so that they think I hate them. There is a thing that you can choose close friends. When you put your picture up, you're about to press like send to, you know, and you share it to your story. I'm talking about your stories right now. In Instagram. In Instagram. You can pick close friends and you get to choose who those people are. I'm going to guess that your mother-in-law is likely on Facebook rather than Instagram. So on Facebook, when you're creating your post, I'm on my phone. So this is the mobile app. Underneath your name, there's a little drop down menu that on mine says friends. Okay. If you click on that drop down menu, it'll give you options for public, friends, friends accept, and oh, you can make a friends list. Friends accept. And so that's actually what I've done. I have basically like mother-in-law and my friends' parents and my husband's family who are particularly religious. Yeah. <laughs> so that if I'm putting something really blasphemous, I exclude those people from that. But you often are because you're so blasphemous. <laughs> it's your thing. Or... You can ruin her life by posting pubic hair and periods. Yes. Whatever you want. Or enrich her life. Either way works. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. Should we get to the podcast? Should we talk to Kat and Toby? Let's let's dial them on the internets. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days. <laughs> you could go make a sandwich, and by the time you got back, maybe you'd be connected to your like MSN chat. Okay, everyone, or go make a go make a sandwich. By the time you get back, we'll have Cat and Toby on the line. Yeah. Good, good, good hey, Cat. Hey, Toby. Hey, how are you? How you doing? We're great. We're, we're good. We're, <laughs> we're doing okay. Oh, how are you guys? Good. We are great. We are sitting down and we poured ourselves a cold one and we are, our kids are asleep, we think. So everything's good. Mm. That's incredible. My kids won't be asleep until long after I get home. Yeah. yeah it's I'm true. Being ho- I'm being hopeful. Naive. She's mm-hmm. being naive. Yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> almost certainly sitting on the stairs listening to us right now. Okay. So before we get to the serious meaty 
center of the topic sure we like to loosen up a bit have you guys listened to the podcast before yeah we have so we play a little game called icebreakers okay and since unfortunately neither of you is here with us physically to reach, reach into, into my box, box i'll just i'll just reach in there for you are we gonna play yep. them the song Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Say you're independently wealthy and don't have to work. What would you do with your time? It's a COVID question. Right. I suppose, yeah. Um, We're all independently short, wealthy on that. I short of mad being independently wealthy, cash. yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what the biography <laughs> is that you've given about us at this point. <laughs> Uh, this is boring on my part, but I would write like f- like whatever I wanted. So, like what kind? Like a novel? I don't know. Yeah, or like just writing online, like just for my own pleasure. I mean, I do that all the time for business anyway. So because I do so much of it for work, I don't do as much of it anymore for pleasure. Oh, so yeah. I think I would, yeah, and read like professionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Sarah would do that too. Mm-hmm. Read. I would do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Toby? Okay, you'll learn this about me. I, I never want to answer it straight. Can I be a loser and say, but I like work? No, that's not loser. I love my job too. Okay. Okay. I, I just, I when you say I'm independent. You would still well, work. I, and yeah, and I don't have to work. I'm like, but that may, actually makes me sadder. I like working. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and he would have to work because no one wins in our house <laughs> when he's not doing something productive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you give you give me a full weekend of downtime, and I'm a homicidal maniac by the end of that 48 hours. So, oh man, so COVID's been rough. Yeah. COVID is horrible. Yeah. Absolutely, it's been. Yeah, rough. Toby, I think that we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah, could be. I, I really I feel been, you. Yeah, I am a severe, severe extrovert. I am not okay during times like this. So it's <laughs> yeah, it super blows. Got yeah. You. yeah. What would you do, Sarah? You'd read? Uh, I read all the time anyway, because I sneak it in. Every time I eat, I read. That's my oh, okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to ask you how you read so much with all those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, What the fuck would I do? I, I, uh, it, I, well, I die early because I would do expensive drugs designer drugs mm. um and drink a lot of like just champagne, champagne and eat foie gras like all fucking day how would the expensive ones kill you quicker i don't know right don't you think it should be the other i think maybe it is the other way around it might well, be although heroin's probably more expensive than like i don't know you're not cocaine. gonna like win the lottery and get into heroin are you i don't know <laughs> who can ever be sure <laughs> yes. that's the classic story <laughs> what are you gonna do with your yeah. dollars i don't know how much heroin do you have um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking of getting into heroin. Everyone needs a hobby. I mean, <laughs> what else are you gonna do? It would end early. Yeah, I think I think I would just eat really expensive food and do drugs and drink and then die uh, in an expensive car accident. Would you travel? <laughs> Fuck no. Really? I don't think so. I'm afraid of planes. Well, oh, the okay. car accident would be a car falling out of a plane. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I only take a plane if I'm in a car. Yeah. <laughs> From my million dollars. Yeah. I put my heroin in the trunk. I'm, I'll be on. <laughs> in the glove box, damn yeah, it. Right. Melody, what would you do besides heroin with me in my car in a plane? It's like a turducken. <laughs> Don't get in the car, Melody. <laughs> Don't get in the car, Mel. <laughs> um, I mean, I would travel. Yeah. Where'd you go? Where's the first place? Um, Florida. 
Honestly, I like going places where I can. (laughs) I don't know that I'd go to Florida, but I'd probably go to Seattle and see my sister and brother-in-law and niece pretty early on. That'd be cool. And I'd probably go to Germany because I speak German. Yeah, she does. Do you get to travel a lot now? No, no, never, never. Nope. I used to before kids, but sure. I don't know. It's so expensive. You have to, you know, they take like a full adult ticket. It's also called running away now. Yes, that yeah. is what it's called. Uh, kids are worse yeah. than COVID. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> the quote will quote. Uh-huh. I, I do see <laughs> yeah, lots yeah. of friends that don't have kids that are like, this isn't bad. Look at how productive I am. Oh, I hate them. And so I'm like, much. really? Because I've had to not burn down my house several times. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're always posting pictures of them doing puzzles i'm like oh, oh you just fucking laid a puzzles. whole ten thousand piece puzzle out on your floor and it's still there like <laughs> what the fuck yeah. my toddler threw a speaker and <gasps> almost a full computer out the bedroom window today oh no yeah yeah yeah, wow. yeah. shit's crazy what'd you do to deserve that I had four kids, like a fucking <laughs> schmuck. It's like it's like <laughs> I'm the it. owner of the hotel that like the Rolling Stones is staying at. That's what it feels like every day. I'm like, oh Jesus, what they fucking do? <laughs> Someone shit on the floor and the TV's at the window. <laughs> so, um, how are you guys feeling, ice wise? Is it still like a thick crust? Has it melted? I feel broken. Are you sitting is in a, a warm broken? puddle? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm sitting in a wet spot. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think that means your ice is broken. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he may have peed himself, but yeah. something's wet. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> good. <laughs> Icebreakers. Do you okay. want to ask the first one? Yeah. First question. Tell us, <laughs> what do you guys do? How did you get into this? I'm not reading from a script. No, no, that's, that's right that's off the cuff. Natural. No, you managed not to say period or question mark. So that was great. <laughs> well ampersands, <done>. ampersands. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what do we do? Who are we? Where do we get started? So, well, Toby and I are married. So that, that there's that. Um, <laughs> uh, she's rewriting our vows currently, in case you can't tell. So we've been married 10 years this, this year. And uh, congratulations. Nine, Not there yet. Nine years ago, I started Cat's Cove writing. That was the name of it, because that's my background is in journalism. And uh, then three years ago, Toby joined me full time. So we had a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And for some reason, we thought it'd be a good idea if he left his full-time job and joined me full time. <laughs> Wonderful. To to be clear, it happened a little more dramatically than that. We were driving down to see my mom, who, li- who lives down in the States. She's on the Pennsylvania-New York border. And on the drive, we just, uh, we, I mean, which really ended up being Kathy, had just finished. Uh, we were commissioned by the town to put on the Perth 200 celebrations. So that was one of our contracts. So, so the whole Blue Rodeo and all that kind of fun stuff, that, that ended up being us. Oh, wow. When, yeah, when they came to town and everything. So we were driving down, and Kat, understandably, was pretty burnt out. And I enjoyed what I did, but didn't enjoy where I was working at the time. <laughs> and kind of almost sitcom-ish, uh, she told me she was thinking about hanging it up and not uh, not doing Cat's Cove anymore. And I said, really? Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to quit, and I wanted to join the company. Oh, uh, I'm a better sales guy. So Tuesday, when we got back after the long weekend, yeah. I walked in and quit. Wow. Yeah. 
Good for Dope. you. Yeah. And uh, gave John, my boss, basically four months notice. Told him I'd give him to the end of the year. And so that gave us time to get ourselves together and get ready yeah. and uh, yeah, leap and have zero stable income because that's the dream, right? <laughs> how, how exhilarating. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stress-free kind of lifestyle. Yeah, it with really a two-year-old is. and a four-year-old, right? Yeah, no it's really not. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And I had just had back surgery <laughs> that fall. So, you that's know, true. we were oh, oh, wow. shit. We were true. really living the life. Yeah. So. We, in January 2017, Toby joined me full time. So we've been doing this for just over three years. And now we have a staff. There's five of us all together. So we have two and a half staff, like two and a half full time. And yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. So, but what do we do, which we haven't really answered. So it morphed from writing into communications. Um, So, uh, I, I mean... What we do technically, why people call us is it could be website, social media, e-commerce, still doing a lot of writing. There's all kinds of work, uh, search engine optimization, stuff like that. But really, we're, we're kind of just small business consultants. I mean, we, we, okay. we like to say that we try and provide clarity for you as a business owner in whatever that might be. So that's kind of what we end up doing. It's kind of like the one half of the business and the other half is a lot of, we've done a lot of work with like municipalities and organizations too. And we help them with consulting, like whether it's communications or like a lot of times it's just clarity. They need a strategy. And so we do that as well. And we kind of, we do a deep dive for those kinds of projects and they'll be on a bigger scale. So we've, we've amped up that kind of work in the past couple of years too. Before Toby joined me, I was just doing, you know, one-offs. And then he's actually changed my mindset quite a bit in terms of knowing that I can do more. So it's been really good in terms of demonstrating that you can live, not live bigger, but, you know. Yeah, like stretch your, yeah, yeah. what you think you can do, and then you do it, and then you can do it. Exactly. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, all, that's, it's all about exercise, yeah. right? It's like, it's like muscles, right? You, they don't get bigger if you don't work them out. So it's... So that's the idea. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the short version is communications and marketing, and that's the long version that we just gave you. Very cool. Yeah, it's like everything except being on the sales floor of a business, right? Like you're kind of doing all the basically all the back end stuff. Maybe not like inventory and accounting, but it feels really like it's a, all the stuff. Really, a bunch of backdoor <laughs> men. <laughs> We're in the back door. No, it's it's like you're reading our business cards right now. <laughs> Communications, really just a bunch of backdoor men. (laughs) The doors are your theme song. So classy. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, every day is different, that's for sure. So you talked a bit about how you help people find clarity in their businesses. So I'm wondering how important branding is. I'm guessing very, but do you have any tips for people on like on defining your brand and sort of defining who your audience is as a business? Yeah, well, I think a lot of the times if somebody says my brand, what do you usually think of when somebody says a brand? Logo. Exactly, right? When you think of brand, a lot of people think about logos, right? And the fonts and the colors. But really, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the work that we do when we talk about branding is actually how you want people to think about you, even if you're not in that room, you know, or what, what do they right. say about you when you're not in the room? So it's how you make people feel um, the messaging that you put out there and essentially um, 
Yeah, essentially just the message that goes out in terms of how you want to connect with your audience and and the tone that goes out with it rather than it's 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 a look for sure, but it's more of a feeling. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. I know it's also very important to define like who your client is. And I've done a lot of free webinars that don't teach very much. Yours was very helpful, by the way. A lot of them are not. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But they do talk a lot about defining your audience and how important it is to like know who you're talking to. Do you have any tips for people on that? Uh, Yeah, I I mean, so... First of all, you're right, obviously, you you have to kind of, uh, you want to be able to define your audience. But I think what a lot of people do is they try and they try and define their audience as somebody that they want to speak to, rather than somebody that's already listening to them. Mm, good point. One of the things that we often say is, let's say you already have a social media page, you already have an account, and and you're posting not just what you think will get traction, but things that are important to you and things that are relevant to you, the people that listen to you are defining themselves as your audience. Mm-hmm. We, we often, we often try and engineer it rather than just listen and pay attention. So we often try and, and create the audience that we think, okay, I want to sell to, you know, 42 to 48 year old women. And so I'm going to create content for them. And really what you're doing, I mean, unless you were organically creating that content already to a 42, 40-year-old woman, what you're really doing, unfortunately, is misrepresenting probably what you're saying. You want to create something that's natural and see who follows you and see who that audience is. And then defining your audience comes down to figuring out who's listening to you. That's so smart. That's inspiring. It is. <laughs> I don't know if it's inspiring. But <laughs> I've had a breakthrough. <laughs> a lot of it comes down to like being your authentic self. And then you're going to connect with the people who want to connect with you as well. And then once you share those values and you can connect on that deeper level rather than surface level, it's building that trust in their relationship. So that's where a lot of it comes down to rather than like picture your avatar and, and all that. It's more about like, be yourself and what do you want to sell? But also, you know, listen, as Toby said, to who your audience is. And that's going to do a lot more than just hoping you're talking to the right person. What what often happens, whether it's a webinar or whatever, but whenever you go through a define your ideal client, they're asking you to pick who, who it is. And then when you start creating content for it. So, I mean, it, in, in social media, we're so concerned with getting more followers and getting things like that, that, that we often create posts around it in order to get more likes, in order to reach more people, in order to get more followers, as though that's important, rather than speaking to the hundred people that frankly give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's far deeper and far more important than saying, I have 1100 people, they follow me because I represented that I could help them with their midlife crisis. <laughs> Turns out I can't at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, so you can create your audience however you want it to be. It's whether or not you're going to be able to speak to them properly. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and too many people do it the other way. Too many people build the following and then they've got 3,000 people on their page and they frankly don't know what to say to them once they realize that they're not right. the people they want to hang out with, right? It's right. They're not the people they want to talk to. I've also heard that the algorithm on Instagram, I don't know if it's the same with Facebook, but that the algorithm on Instagram is like essentially based on authenticity like it wants to see real authentic reactions with or interactions rather with real people is that true yeah but but i mean yes yes absolutely and and 
the authentic interactions come from posting authentic things though. So what, what the algorithms really do is they reward organic likes and shares and comments. So they were, they reward actual social interaction. Right. So to kind of give you context, a comment has more weight than a like, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because if I walked by you and gave you a thumbs up versus said, hello, (laughs) Uh, those have two different depth of meaning, right? So, and the algorithm treats it very much that way. So, so they definitely treat interactions and, and things like that with, uh, with preference. However, it has more to do with the fact that it's not that they can naturally figure out that you really were being truthful on that post. Right. It's that your naturally truthful post will get more reaction and more comments and more eyeballs mm-hmm. and then. And then, then they use that data to say, oh, this means something. If these, if this many people are interacting with it at this level, I want to continue to promote it. Right. And so that's, that's really how they look at it. That's so interesting. I hadn't really thought of it. Yeah. But like, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's at its heart, right? I mean, once, once, once you uh, accept the fact that Facebook and Instagram are data collection, it's really at its heart, uh, a social network. It really is. I mean, and that's, that's how it works. And that's what gets rewarded. Yeah. And I think if you think about how many pages that you've liked in the past, and you've never seen their posts, it's because you haven't interacted with them. And Facebook and Instagram are going, well, I don't think you really like them, or they mean a lot to you. So I'm not going to waste your real estate of your newsfeed by putting them in there. I'm going to put stuff in your feed that you're actually interested in. So that's why when you join groups, there's so much conversation happening in there and you're going to get more engaged posts in there than that they're going to Facebook and Instagram or not Instagram, but Facebook is putting those groups into your newsfeed for a reason. Well, and, and think, and think of it this way. If you were Facebook or Instagram, what would your goal be? Your goal is to make money. Well, how do you make money? You make money when people view and interact with ads. If mm-hmm. you can't keep people on the platform, then they won't see the ads. Oh, totally. Well, how do I keep you on the platform? I need to show you the stuff that means something to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I need to understand you at a really, frankly, deep level or as deep as I can in order to keep you interacting with it. The second it stops providing value to you, you stop interacting with it. So that's what the algorithm is actually designed to do is to actually show you the things it thinks you might want to see. That leads us to a pretty big question, actually. (laughs) Melody, will you take this one? I was just wondering if you could tell us why it seems like Facebook is reading our minds and our texts and our phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Because Um, how many times do you talk to someone about whatever like you're talking about camping and then yeah or like like the the special boots with the steel toes come up and you're like how do they know i was just talking to my friend about these boots yeah or like you happen to be looking at like you've been looking for new glasses and then all of a sudden your feed is filled with all of these like discount eyeglasses Mm -hmm. brands What's up with that? What's going on? <laughs> is it a ghost? That there's Yes, it's a ghost. ghost, yes. There's two things that happen from it. So you have Facebook Messenger, right? Mm-hmm. So any t- when you click like you agree to our terms of agreement, then that essentially you've given them permission to record any conversations or messages with keywords and they basically like are looking through your messages and listening to your conversations and identifying those keywords and then putting them into your 
feed using an advertiser. Wait, 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 wait. So it's listening. Yeah. Like when I'm on the phone with my friend. You got it. Talking trash. Facebook can hear me. Face. So Facebook has the ability to turn your microphone on. It's not on all the time, but it has the ability to turn your microphone on and and listen. And it's not a guy or a girl sitting there. It's it's an algorithm listening for keywords, but it absolutely can start picking up on what you're saying. And and that's why the reason it seems like it is because they are. <sighs> listen, as a private citizen, I get it. It is absolutely the most terrifying thing in the world. As a business owner, it becomes one of the most incredible tools you can ever use because you now get to target people. And that's why they do it. They want to, that's how they make their money um, through businesses advertising. And so as someone who has done some Facebook ads for my art and also for the podcast, when you go through and you click like the different interests, that doesn't mean that people have on their Facebook page, like gone through their profile and said, I like uh, drag racing and like, I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you like? Sorry, what kind of art? What kind of art do you do? Just drag racing art? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. mostly drag racing art. <laughs> Just drag racing art. Okay, it's yeah. fine yeah. yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, listen, when you post photos, Facebook has an idea as to what's happening and what's in those photos. Facebook can glean whether or not you've got kids or not, and approximately how old they are based on photos of your kids that you put up there. Yeah. And yeah, they they can uh, take a peek at the emails and text messages and everything else you've got. Start picking up keywords. Aye, aye, aye. And and the other thing of how they can track your activity on your phone or on your laptop is you go and visit a website and they've got their Facebook pixel connected to it. And basically that pixel is spying on you as a user. So a couple of weeks ago, I needed a new pair of running shoes. And I was on the Saucony website and I, I got to it from their Facebook page. And so then it, it essentially tracked my activity and then continued to, it started to advertise with me because it basically saw, oh, Kathy really wants to get new running shoes. And essentially what they did was go hard on me for two weeks. So, so to give you, to give you context, um, on our Cat's Cove website, we have a pixel installed and you can install it and you can you can set it to track certain events that happen. So for every person that goes on our website and clicks on contact us, I can retarget them with an ad later. Whoa. So I can, yeah, I actually know who you are um, based on your Facebook ID. It, I, I always say it's like tagging the ear of an animal so you can track it. And that's oh, effectively that's what so it is. so disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, just a little implant behind the ear, you know? Right, but it is disturbing, but isn't it isn't it kind of accurate with how you feel? So it's like, okay, if someone went on my tattoo site and pressed contact me, yep. then like if I made a little ad yep. like, hey, just a tip hand poke tattoos, da 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 mm-hmm. it would go straight to their page. You yeah. can so one of the things, yeah, one of the things you can do is you can say, I only want to advertise on Facebook feeds of people who have clicked contact me on my website. Son of a beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild, right? It's, and again, and I, and I get it. Yeah, it's great. And a lot of people are really uncomfortable with it, but it's one of the things that we've made this, we've made this agreement, right? Where we've traded privacy for convenience in a lot of situations mm-hmm. where we don't read these terms. We don't do these things. Um, I, you know, I, I use the examples all the time. We just finished an ad. So, so 
today uh, at Cat's Cove, uh, Sasha ran a webinar on how to take pictures on on your phone. Um, so I ran an ad for the past five days. I spent $21 and I reached 14,000 people. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, this is why. That's great pricing. Very competitive. Absolutely. <laughs> right? A dollar, a dollar 73 per thousand people, I believe, is what it worked out to be or something like that. Wow. So for everybody that went from that ad and ended up on our website or anything that way, I've tagged them effectively. So everybody that then interacted with our Facebook page as well, I can re-advertise and do what's called retargeting Mm -hmm. to those people. So I can target everybody that's been on our Facebook page in the last 365 days. It's like magic. It's like, like black magic. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty close to magic. Yeah. 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 So to answer your question, why does it feel like they're listening? Cause they are uh, in one form or another. It's it's no mistake that that pair of shoes that Kathy was looking at popped up in her Facebook feed because Saucony probably had a pixel installed on their website and just retargeted her. So the question is, Kat, did you buy the Saucony shoes or did you did you go with You know what? I went with I went with a third party. Um what was the name of the I'm shocked. Business? I know it. Well, I don't know. National Like shoe. national shoe yeah. shopping. And it, then it was they, like a mismatch. We got a seven and a nine. They were both left. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. But they, they targeted me too because they saw my past history and they targeted me. And I was like, wait, these shoes are like $30 less. And I'm going to buy a pair of running shoes that are $30 less. And so then that's what I did. Instagram's got me so bad. They're always just targeting me with jumpsuits <laughs> all the fucking time. Just jumpsuit, 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 jumpsuit. all the time. <laughs> they, <laughs> know a, they know me. So Sarah yeah. started. Sarah and I started the podcast together, and she used to talk about jumpsuits a lot. And we have a whole reel of her saying jumpsuit. <laughs> I've been known to wear a jumpsuit once or twice. Jumpsuit, jumpsuit, a mechanics jumpsuit, jumps, jumpsuit, work jumpsuit, jumpsuit, jumpsuit. <laughs> Jumpsuit. A jumpsuit. 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 I wear jumpsuits a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Wearing them is one thing, but you talk about them all the time. Yeah. I mean, I well, wear je- I wear jeans every day. I don't think you could put a reel together of me saying jeans all the time. Okay, jumpsuits are a whole different game. They're a whole different game. They're so convenient. Jeans are not as convenient. I mean, jumpsuits jumps- are magic. Jumpsuits are like a. It's like a life hack when you put yeah. one of those on. But like but you to can- the point where you talk about it all the time. All yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, you clearly don't wear jumpsuits, Toby. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know <laughs> yeah. that about you now, Toby. But now that we've talked about this, watch your Facebook feed. Yeah. It's going to be all jumpsuits for all Toby. All jumpsuits all day long. There you go. That's right. Yeah. I probably have like 13 jumpsuits. <laughs> so many different kinds. It's just going to be ads right. from Sarah to you directly. <laughs> Me just being like, jumpsuit, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the just, suit. Just you know, Facebook ads are different than you just emailing me with the word jumpsuit over. <laughs> <laughs> like a poltergeist, like a jumpsuit internet poltergeist. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so we, we mentioned a couple of the social media outlets for businesses that are popular. There's Facebook and Instagram. What else is there that businesses can utilize in terms of social media? I hear about TikTok. It all depends on, we always say this and it's an annoying answer, but it depends on where your audience is hanging out. Mm. So that's the one thing we say of where to go to. We can talk about TikTok for probably the next 27 minutes because Sarah, jumpsuits for you is TikTok for Toby because he loves TikTok. TikTok goes o'clock. 
TikTok. 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 It is my love right now. TikTok. 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 Can we talk TikTok? And he actually loves Twitter. Those are his two favorite social media outlets. Whereas everybody instantly thinks of Facebook and Instagram um, when they're thinking of connecting. Yeah. It all depends on who you want to reach out to, but Toby's disagreeing with me. What are you going to say? No, go ahead. I want to see if you, I want to see, you've heard it a thousand times. So I don't I'm, surpri- to I'm surprised that you've uh, gotten it uh, <laughs> wrong so far. Uh, yeah. Where are you comfortable hanging out? Is no, that, no, it? no. You want to be everywhere. Listen, <laughs> yeah. at the end, at the end of the day. You don't say that time at the end of the day (laughs) if you can be if you can be everywhere you want to be everywhere and here's why what happens is we all so if you were on facebook versus you're on instagram and so for for each of you what's the first app you would open in the morning um for me it's instagram i'm on instagram all the time that's not that is it Messenger? messenger yeah like icq or <laughs> msn messenger or what are we doing yeah, ICQ i'm just chat. like on icq i guess um i never go on facebook instagram for sure yeah frig facebook okay. it took me like six days to read all my birthday messages i'm not even done because I, I hate being on that platform <laughs> i feel like an old lady yeah what a group of miserable people wishing you happy birthday um yeah uh, yeah <laughs> But so my point is the same people are on Facebook and Instagram, even though you may not be interacting on Facebook as much as you are on Instagram, you're the same person. However, you interact with it differently. Mm -hmm. So you want to be on both and you want to be on, again, if you can, I understand capacity is an issue for people. You want to be on Twitter. You want to be on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. I I mean, and, and as much as people, and we can talk about it, TikTok's for 14 year olds, um, there's a reason to be there because when we're interacting on any of those platforms, we have a different mindset. I tell people, believe it or not, you sh- you should be on LinkedIn. What? Because no, shut up. Yeah. ICQ. Absol- what? Absol- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You should be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn right now is Facebook in its early days. Never. It's starting to blow up. What? It- You're starting Link- to get- It's been around for like 27 years. Yeah. <laughs> And the algorithm has recently changed. Yeah. And they are now changing how people interact with it. So again, depending on who you are and whether or not you you want to exist there, they're now about business content. It used to be, let's be honest, it used to be a job board. Right? Yeah, that's how I think of it. And, and that's how a lot of people think of it. Now, if you post something on LinkedIn that's relevant. So the example I always use is if you are a physiotherapist. And you post four tips for people that spend over an hour commuting each day on how to have better posture, right? For example, mm-hmm. you're speaking to the business mindset of those people or four tips for people that sit at a desk, right? You're speaking to the business mindset and you're starting to create traffic and you're starting to create relevance. So where where should you be? You should be, yes, Kathy, you should be where you're comfortable. I'm rolling my eyes right now. You should be where you're comfortable. <laughs> I can hear you, Kathy. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't choke on your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> However, ultimately where you're comfortable is also um you have to be aware how people interact with it that way. Yeah. I'm rolling yeah. my eyes because he's always usually right. <laughs> um, because he says he's a better salesman than I am, but he does say it in a way that, you know, it does make sense. But I think too, um, a lot of people think they have to be on all the things too. So I, I would, I would like, as Toby said, like it all comes down to your capacity, but it's also thinking about what energy and time do you have as well? And where can you spend it? That's going to be valuable mm-hmm. versus trying to do all the things half-assed. Can we talk TikTok? Can we do like an hour long session on TikTok now? 
I've only seen TikTok one time, and it was Jagmeet Singh, and he was doing that. Yep. yep. Nope. Yep. Yes. I saw so him. dope. I was like, that guy, uh, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm going to vote for him. You know what, though? Yeah. He was so smart, because I suspect he, he had to have known that he wasn't really going to win the election just yet, but he's yeah. planting the seed with the 14-year-olds oh, who are going to vote in yeah. four years for Jagmeet Singh. And he's cute, and he wears that hot pink turban, and it looks so good on him. Yeah, he's so cool. Oh, cool. He's on TikTok. And keep in mind, I mean, and like from a practical standpoint, mm-hmm. the NDP did not have a war chest. So what's the easiest, cheapest way to reach as many people as you can? You put out enough content on social media mm-hmm. until you try and go viral. It's yeah. the only thing you ever saw, but you saw it mm-hmm. and you may not have consumed that from him otherwise. And what did he do? He put his message out. He put his platform out really, really clearly in that video, right? Yeah, it was sure. so Am I going to go after it was like easy Am peasy. I going to go after Big Pharma? Yup. Yup. Right? Like it's, yeah, right? It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. That was brilliant. Who are his like publicity people? They're fucking brilliant. I want to, I want to get in bed with those guys. Fit figure. There you go. <laughs> Maybe literally. I haven't <laughs> seen them. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you wear the turban and, uh, there you go. One of the reasons that TikTok is important, despite the fact it feels like it's 14 year olds right now is, When Facebook started, everyone said it was just for college kids. When Instagram started, it was just for photos and, again, just for young kids. These apps age up. By that, I mean your kids get on them and then you get on them. And Facebook now, as you said, who's on Facebook anymore? Well, keep in mind Facebook back in the early 2000s was the new thing that our parents were going, I can't believe you're on that. That's only for kids. I would never go on that. I know. Remember when we were cool, when we were on there and we were cool and we weren't just like parents? Right. Absolutely. I mean, we're still cool. Right. But right. <laughs> Facebook was cool at one point. Absolutely. Like the photo album. Mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely. And that's my point. It was cool at some point and then it aged up. And so with TikTok, as much as you say it's, uh, or, or I say, right, it's 14-year-olds and it's the rest of it because that's the stereotype. It's aging up very, very quickly. It's the fastest growing social media app in the world. That's not just kids. That's because us old folks are starting to use it as well. There are lots of hashtag over 30, hashtag over 40 hashtags on there now. (laughs) That's funny. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Right. But it's people starting to use it, which means the 14 year olds will leave and go do something else. And we don't adapt nearly as quickly. (laughs) So we will still Mm -hmm. be on there. So I say to people all the time, get your brand anywhere you're comfortable putting your brand. It's a great opportunity. I was just wondering if you could quickly explain for the old folks who are listening, mm-hmm. what what is TikTok? I know what it is, but <laughs> yeah. some people might not. No, yeah, for a- sure. absolutely. TikTok was an app called Musical.ly. It is most commonly understood as a uh, lip syncing music app. Realistically, what it is, is it's... Anywhere from 15 seconds to 60 second videos, often with music behind them. So it is quick consumption, quick looping. It is built for those of us with ADHD because it just snaps from one thing to the other. Yes. Oh, oh. I love that. it's, it's, It's one of those things. One of the memes on TikTok is you wake up in the morning, you go, I'll just check TikTok quickly. And you look around and the sun's gone back down because (laughs) it just snaps through videos so quick. It's uh, it's remarkable. So it's it's video and music. 
I mean, it, it's really as simple as that. Um, it's, it's a creator app that way. So it's not photos of family. It's not fashion the way, you know, kind of Instagram is. It's not photos. Mm-hmm. It's a place to express yourself. So, yeah, it's it's like music. So you can do dancing or you can do lip syncing. But you can also, like, it's witty and it's funny. But there's also what people are doing now. It's building up a lot more are how-tos. So there's lots of how-to videos. Oh. So oh. if it's recipes, if it's eyebrows. That's, um, no, but but that that's a great point. And even in, even in the office, uh, like... Listen, uh, I get the same eye rolls in the office until I explain that I hacked my own TikTok algorithm because there's lots of people out there that put out information on everything. So I'm interested in everything from drop shipping to social media to all that stuff. Well, you start going through and you start searching that. You like some of those videos. And I no longer have 14-year-olds dancing in my feed, which is a good thing for many reasons. However, <laughs> it, it also allowed me to start seeing stuff I want to see. And so it's, I get a lot of, I get a lot of reference material from somebody that knows more than I do on TikTok saying, have you checked this out? Yeah. And suddenly I've got a new idea. I'm down a rabbit hole and I'm on their YouTube page and away I go. Yeah. So it's, it's really a top of funnel thing for a lot of businesses that way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask like, how does someone take their small business and uh, put TikTok that on TikTok it. and make that work for them? But how to videos. Could like, like, could I make like a ticket. TikTok video that's like those, you know, that thing you do where like you videotape, what's that called? A boomerang. Oh my God, I'm a hundred years old. Right I, now. <laughs> it's a boomerang, yeah, kids. Have you seen the but boomerang? I'm thinking like, <laughs> it's have you seen the boomerang on the first books? Um, but I would like, I would do a TikTok of like hand poke tattooing mm-hmm. because it's visually interesting. It, oh yeah. Y- your, the cool music. Your medium would be um would be perfect for Hot that, for perfectly. TikTok? Yeah. No, you would be. I mean, and and here's and here's the cool thing is it allows you to so it's not like you have to pick your song behind it or, or pick a song at random and and put it behind it. You can go through, you can find the trending songs. You can find the trending hashtags. What? So you can put that 30-second video cool. to one of the hot songs in the past. Three. Like to one of the songs I actually hate, but like all the 17-year-olds it, watching want to see that. You Well, if the 17-year-olds are your market, sure. Or you can put it to a song that you like and attract the clients that you want. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But, that's, that's the one. The one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very but, cool. But that. But that's the point. Yeah, you can absolutely do that and see. I mean, to give you context, our Cat's Cove TikTok has four followers, right? I mean, like, like, like we don't have followers. And if we post a video, we can get 1,200, 1,300 views on it. No problem. Oh, it, it literally is. So TikTok is the craziest organic reach. Yeah that you can get right now with four followers, you can reach 1200 people. And frankly, you can reach more if you do something and it actually blows up. Like those are us just doing silly stuff that doesn't do anything. Right. It's shit. I'm a convert, man. Well, now, now be aware. It should come with a disclaimer because you will start consuming it and you will go through the, Oh no, I just spent 45 minutes. Where did my 45 minutes go? Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty quick how you can consume it. And it but again, when you first start using it, you're going to be like, Oh, the teenagers. You know, because the algorithm until they finally see what your yeah, yeah. are. Whereas if you looked up, let's say tattoo, 
that would start to better your experience. Mm-hmm. And a great example for anyone for anyone listening that wants to change the way their algorithm might work on that app is if you don't let a video play to the end, TikTok goes, oh, you, were, you weren't interested in that. Got it. Mm. You weren't interested in that. So if you put up your like video Tinder. and I, oh yeah, <laughs> she, always, she always brings it back to Tinder. Is that weird? <laughs> no, it's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be careful, Toby. <laughs> but if you put up your video and I watch it four times because I'm, I'm watching what you're doing and you've got my attention, TikTok says, oh, man, okay, so it's either the hashtags that she's used or the song or the video or in the content itself. And I'm not sure, but I'm going to give him a bunch more of this so we can figure out what he wants. Same goals, Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Stay on the platform. Mm-hmm. Right? Same idea that way. Wow. Man, computers are so smart. Yeah. <laughs> way smarter than me. They are. <laughs> That's why they will take us over and kill us and fly us in airplanes with cars filled with heroin one day and drop us out. Yeah, and foie gras, come on. Foie gras. Don't forget the foie gras, guys. I actually ate foie gras right before I came here today. I think everyone should know that. You're so fancy. I am fucking fancy. Did you film it for TikTok? I didn't film it. Next time. But I did send a picture to my mom. Mm. That's like TikTok. Did she share it on Facebook? Oh, so she'll put it on her TikTok. <laughs> put it on, my mom's an avid TikTok user. <laughs> Brenda, Brenda, stop she- dancing on the TikTok. Okay, <laughs> we have to take a break. This episode is brought to you by Just the Tip Hand Poke Tattoos. And if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that JTT Tattoos is one of our super besties and one of the show's co-creators, Sarah Wright. Sarah does detailed and whimsical custom hand poke tattoos, specializing in botanicals and super weird shit, which we know you love. And it's done in the comfort of a cozy wood fire warmed private studio in beautiful Perth, Ontario, Canada. Just the tip welcomes all bodies, meaning everybody is welcome. Unless you're a dick, in which case you're not welcome. <laughs> Check out their work at Just the Tip Hand Poke Tattoos on Instagram or at Just the Tip Hand Poke Tattoos.com. That's J U S T T A G T. Nope, I'm not going to spell that. And you can book online. Just, just the, the tip, tip hand poke tattoos.com. Okay, so you sort of answered this already, but as a small business owner, especially one who's working from home and has two small children, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> or four. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Medium ones. You know, if you're not, if we're not in a place yet to contract out to people, like you, do you have any tips on how to figure out like, what is the most important work to do on social media with the time you have or like, any scheduling tools you'd recommend anything like that? Yeah, scheduling tools. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Usually what we say the biggest advice we would give is is consistency and showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, So just staying dedicated to it, even if it's not perfect. Again, I'm looking at Tobini saying no. That's what I would say. I I change my mind on this answer three times a week. That's why I'm shaking my head. One of the scheduling tools you can use is already, let's say you're using Facebook and Instagram. It's already built in. It's called Creator Studio. So you can either download their app 
and you can schedule your posts ahead of time, or you can actually utilize it. Just you Google creator studio. Um, and they, you can do it both for Facebook and Instagram. So Instagram, now you can actually schedule your posts ahead of time. So that's going to save you a ton of time in terms of actually getting your content up. That is great news. Is that new ish? It's not ish, but People are just discovering it's, it. It's, yeah. <laughs> not it. It's their answer when they realize that everyone was using external tools, uh, Hootsuite and, and the like. I just uh, downloaded other- fucking Hootsuite. Like, I've been using it. Yeah, absolutely. And and so what Facebook understood is, wait a minute. If you're using an external tool to do this, again, we've lost a bit of leverage. So we'd rather have you in our platform. Yeah. And doing it that way, so do it with ours. I mean, Facebook launched a whole suite of things where they now have, uh, they basically have a business manager where you can create ads in there and you can do all of, you can uh, run your catalog for your online store and your e-commerce. You can do it all from their tools now. They've really kind of understood that people are starting to monetize the platform at scale. And so they've started really jumping in. So the creator studio is a fantastic it's option. Amazing. We were using Hootsuite and paying what, $600 a year. By the time the exchange rate, probably about 600 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus. And you couldn't do anything like it would be like, Oh, you can't schedule carousels for Instagram. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yes. And then we looked into creator studio and then, which is free. And you can do carousels. Yes, you can. That's you can do carousel crazy because I had no idea. I I was doing Tailwind for a while for Instagram, and ultimately yep. I didn't continue with it because it like it was helpful, but it, it was easier for me just to go straight out of Instagram. But that's pretty great. Good to know. And in in yeah, and in Creator Studio at the top, there's the little. It'll automatically bring you to Facebook, and then there's a little icon at the top of the actual page, and it has the Instagram logo, and you have to click on that to get into your Instagram posts. But it connects it connects your accounts and it's it's, it's amazing. pretty simple and seamless wow. that way. You guys know so much. So I Kathy was yelling so I was shaking my head and and I, I think a great example is when you talk about you were trying Tailwind and people have tried Hootsuite and and other things. And the reason I was shaking my head is because really where you should be posting is where you are willing to actually do the work. Mm-hmm. So if you're not on Facebook don't create a Facebook page with yeah, the intention of like suddenly Sarah, you're like, don't be on yeah. Facebook all the time if you're never in it. Yeah, because because then it becomes work. And really what you want to do is you want to create a social media presence that it's not hard to maintain. You want to create something where you're comfortable doing it, mm. where it's easy, where where you're not creating, but you're documenting. Right. Mm. And and by that I just mean like what's your day-to-day versus Ah, oh, fuck, I got to make something. It's Thursday. I've got I, I said I'd do something by noon today. I got to put something up. Well, that's when you stop doing it, right? <laughs> that's when you no longer want to do it. Yeah. So my head shaking was Truth. not you need to be on Facebook and Instagram, not you need to be here. It's wherever you're spending your time. When I ask the question and I ask it of clients all the time where I say, what's the first app you open up in the morning? Whatever that answer is, that should be the first thing you're spending time creating a, a presence on. Because you like that. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable there. Do that. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Good advice in life. Do what you like, right? <laughs> I was going to say that. That's just like life yeah. advice. Life advice. And the other thing too, if you're if you're doing this and you don't want to hire somebody is on Facebook and Instagram, they already give you all the data yeah. on insights to tell you 
the story of how people are consuming your information. And so they have all the numbers. Mm -hmm. They tell you, you know, what the age group is that's following you, female, male, their location. Where they are. Yeah, like use that information to essentially help guide you or give you some feedback in terms of, you know, I don't know how I'm doing. Well, here's a tool that can help me actually determine if what I'm posting is effective and connecting mm-hmm. with the people that I want to connect with. It's you may or may not be amazed yeah. by, by the number of requests we get from somebody that says, how do I? And we'll often just send them a link, right? Where it's like, listen, read this and see if you can. And it comes from Facebook itself, where Facebook is like, listen, we explained how to do this. They provide a lot of those tools, a lot of that information. They really do. They really do. They're really interested in you spending a lot more time on it than you already are. It's 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 kind of the it's kind of the only way they make money, right? Back to the point we made earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> What's the biggest marketing mistake you see business owners make online? I hope it's nothing I do. Go, like he's already like breathing with anger. So you go for it. You answer first. Uh oh. <sighs> Okay, so the biggest mistake that we see businesses make online is they sell. And by that, I mean they take these free social media channels, these free feeds, where really what we're looking to do is interact and and as weird as it sounds, form some kind of connection, and they use them to sell. Mm -hmm. And the reason that people use them to sell is because we've been taught that all media provides you the opportunity to sell. If you think of traditional media – Radio, TV, newspaper, magazine, uh, somebody else always produced the content. And when somebody else produced the content, they came to you and they said, and your opportunity to be part of this content is to advertise in it. So that's all we've ever learned how to do. We've never understood that we get to produce content as well. So the biggest mistake people make is they sell in their Instagram feed, they sell in their Facebook feed, and by sell, I mean any time you ask somebody to do something. So they sell instead of give. You should be giving, providing either a connection or information in 90% of your posts on social media. Mm. And oh, then, wow. Because that's how you build a relationship. Mm-hmm. You People put, don't feel like you're like harassing them. You got you, it. You got it, right? Once you feel like like I'm just there to extract something from you, you no longer want to partake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's stop interacting. It's like anything. Again, it's like anything in life, right? Yeah. So the analogy I use is imagine imagine it this way. If 90% of the posts that you put up on your social are you making a deposit into the bank. So you provide your end user, your reader, your consumer with something. If you make a deposit on 90% of them, when it comes time to make a withdrawal, you have all kinds of equity, you have all kinds of currency with this audience, mm-hmm. and far mm-hmm. willing to actually buy what you sell. Truth. I think the first sell that we made, and this is not to say it worked beautifully, I want to be very clear. But I think the first sell we made was about 18 months in, Kat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's not to say it worked great, but that's that was the strategy. Because if you sell all the time, that's fine. But when you burn me up as a lead, as a sales lead, you have to replace me. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep replacing top of funnel. So you have to keep finding more and more people, right? When people tell me that they don't need social where they don't need to be online because I do all of my business as word of mouth. Back to the original question about brand. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I do all of my businesses word of mouth. That is nothing more than your brand representing you. Mm-hmm. Right. And your brand is what keeps me interested. And if you're a brand that's giving me more than it's taking, whenever you ask, I'll always give. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest mistake. Everyone hops on Facebook, creates a page and starts telling me about their sale. And I don't fucking care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like when was the last time you guys watched a commercial on TV? Uh, <laughs> like 13 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> there you go. And you know why? Because we decided we didn't want ads anymore. Mm-hmm. We just consume ads in a different way now. Right. It's so, yeah. So when you think about, if you think about, imagine if they built, so whatever show you're watching on Netflix right now, imagine if every 15 seconds he turned to the camera, she turns to the camera and holds up like a a Coke and goes, man, what a refreshing Coca-Cola. You'd be like, oh, fuck off. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not selling me Coke constantly. Fuck your product placement. Yeah. Mm. Right. Because we don't want to be sold to. We don't. Yeah. And everyone goes, thank God there's a free network that I can sell to. Well, yeah. It it burns out your it burns out your currency and your brand. And I think if I can like add a secondary element to that mistake is when people are writing or posting video and they're writing like they think they should be because that's how you do sales or that's how you do it from a corporate standpoint. And they're talking like robots or like they're from like the 1920s <laughs> and they're not actually just using like their regular voice. And so that's a big mistake that it's just, again, it goes back to that authenticity, but talk to me like you're having a cup of coffee or a glass of wine rather than trying to like talk to me at a bank, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just that element of these are real people and just be real. Yeah. Think about, think about your stilted commercials. Think about your stilted infomercials. Has this ever happened to you? Right. And and as much as you might want to address whatever that issue is, you don't lead that conversation with, has this ever happened to you? And yet we see copy all the time on Facebook, on Instagram. Has this ever happened to you? Well, I can solve it for you. Right. And I, I never got to how you're going to solve it. I left right yeah, away. Yeah. Right. Like it's, I'm not into a lot of what you're saying is like the tenets of good salesmanship, really. Like you develop a rapport with your people, you ask them open-ended questions, you deliver them value. So even when you're actively selling something, you're delivering, you're explaining to them what like the benefits are of that thing, not uh, like, telling bye, them bye, they bye. need to buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Providing information. And then that yeah. ultimately leads to the it's, sale. It's building relationship. Mm-hmm. Building relationships, building and building connection because you know the original purpose of Facebook was to keep university students connected to one another it wasn't a sell and so when you think about that whole why behind Facebook and Instagram for instance it's to stay connected so people don't want to be sold to they want to feel like somebody understands and is listening to them and that's what it's all about as an aside when I went to boarding school in Boston which is near Harvard which is where Facebook was started right Harvard, Harvard. Um, yes we had a book called the Facebook and it had pictures of all of the students' faces and their home addresses. Oh, <laughs> oh it's called the stalker so, book. Yeah. Wow. So, so tell me again, how much we care about privacy. If even back then we were, we had I that know, kind right? of, we're like, Oh my God, you're going to put a picture of me on it. Cool. You can give them any information. <laughs> my, my pictures. Yeah, amazing. Right, exactly. I'm famous. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I'll give a fuck. Okay. Should we talk about COVID? COVID? Everybody's. I think this is our. Lo- everybody this loves is our talking last, about like, COVID, right? Real business question. It's not like Candyman, right? Like if you say it three times, it doesn't appear. You don't get it. Like that's not how it works. 
<laughs> it is like that. We're <laughs> fucked already. Shit. You girls are so good. Uh, but no, if you still. drink a Corona, then it cures COVID. Wow. Oh, drink a Corona food. and eat a Lysol wipe and you're all set. Inject some bleach. You're good. That sounds like what somebody who wants to travel to Florida would say. (laughs) (laughs) That is my dream when I win the lottery. (laughs) I see those beaches in Clearwater. They look amazing. (laughs) Okay. I have a COVID question. Okay. I should say in a spooky voice because COVID's so spooky. Spooky. Okay. I won't. I'll say it in a normal voice. (laughs) How has the COVID-19 pandemic forced businesses to change how they interact with their network? Oh, great question. So, like, COVID-19, Instagram, I'm not posting shit anymore because I'm not doing anything and I'm doing other stuff. Is it more like, it's kind of like that? Like, that's not a good idea? What should I do? (laughs) No, this is a really good I guess lesson, you know, like thanks. Um, what is the what is the name of the superhero that came in? Captain Hindsight. Captain Hindsight. <laughs> There's Captain Hindsight who tells you what you should have done when it was too late. He sounds like a dick. Yeah, piece of shit. When essentially Captain Hindsight would come in and say, "This is why you should have built your audience online ahead of right. time." For those for those listeners and perhaps our hosts who don't understand, this is a <laughs> South Park reference. I didn't even remember where it was from, <laughs> but anyway, it's essentially that whole element of you know. Toby talked earlier about you know my business is all referral based. Well, that's great when somebody's going to walk into your shop on Main Street. And it's consistent traffic. When that shuts down and you lose all that opportunity to connect, it really makes you reevaluate how you're going to do your marketing or if you've done your marketing. So I think that essentially was a good Captain Hindsight lesson. And I think there's been so much innovation that comes from how you're actually going to switch up how you offer your business services. So there is that element to it as well. Like you've seen how businesses have just completely transformed how they offer their services or products in a way that aligns with, you know, the pandemic situation. Mm -hmm. So there's that as well. But it also makes us think a bit differently in terms of actually we can access these products in a different way as a consumer as well. Like when we think about grocery shopping from restaurants, that was something we never would have ever considered. Mm -hmm. And then we got hit with this and it's shifted our thinking, you know, yeast, who knew yeast would be a product that everyone would want. But the other thing, like Sarah, you were hitting on is you just don't shut down. Um, Just because you shut down physically as a business, this is not a time to go silent. And I think it's that whole, it aligns with consistency, but how do you still connect, not selling, but also, you know, remain consistent and remain out there and and stay active is what's going to keep you going throughout this shitstorm. Right, right. At the end of the day, in a situation like this, I mean, we all still crave some form of connection and, and whether or not we believe face to face sitting in the same room is the same as social, it, it still remains as connection. And so one of the things that businesses have had to do is they've had to start to realize that I can't rely on that. I need to start posting. Yeah. I need to start communicating. And frankly, if I may, the ones that have been the most successful back to the point about the biggest marketing mistake are the ones that started telling a story because they had time and they started documenting versus the ones that immediately were buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, which I totally understand why you do it in a time like this because funds are scarce and you're worried and you're concerned and all that stuff. But really the biggest pivot that businesses, and I hate the word pivot right now. Pivot. 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 
but the the word uh, the biggest pivot that they've had to make has been start communicating and over communicating mm-hmm. because you don't have any other avenue except for marketing and communication, right. digital marketing communication right now. There's no there's no way to get in front of people mm-hmm. consistently with no money spent except for that right now. And a really good example of how one business pivoted um, is there's a butcher shop in Smith Falls, Ontario. <laughs> and in two days, they transformed their business model to go completely online, right? Because they couldn't obviously welcome people in in the way that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they told their story throughout it. And they outlined the ups and the downs with it. They honored their four-year anniversary that happened, I think, last week. They still told their story throughout it. They still sold, but they did it in a way that demonstrated their commitment to serving their customer. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a way that made it easy for you to access their their product. And so, like, this week, Toby and I went and bought a freezer pack because, as consumers, like, we wanted to buy from them mm-hmm. because we value what they were doing. And it really aligned with what we thought was important as consumers. So cool. It was neat to. Do you wanna, what's the butcher shop name? Valley Custom Cutting in Smith Falls. So Angie and Dan Hoisted in Smith Falls. Thank you. I'm going to nice. check yeah, them out yeah. on social media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job. You're going to peep their social? I'm going to peep their social. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> their gram. I'm going to fucking peep their gram. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to say or cover before we move along? I don't, I don't don't think think so. so. Okay. Then we have one last real, real quick question for you. Real important. Real quick. Real important. What are you guys listening to lately? Podcasts? Music? Audiobook? What's up? What's, what's in your ears? Justin Bieber. Oh, the Biebs. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Okay, you know what, actually? So I say the Beebs because our kids love mm-hmm. the Beebs. And or JB, as JB. he's known in our house. Yes, so if you want to be cool, call him JB. Okay. But today, I was driving with the kids, and I put on, I pressed the CBC button mm-hmm. on the car, and my son, who was seven years old, said, oh, I just want to listen to this. What? And that made me so happy. Not even the fact that it's CBC, it's just the fact that it's not JB. Yeah, so, that's nice. That's what I listen to today. Yeah, CBC. I listen right. to CBC today too, and I never do. Yeah, Lately. I, I mean, I used to always, but now that I am at home, I don't drive. I just switched from talk radio to podcasts. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't listen to yeah. it much anymore. I am, I am a podcast advocate for sure. Toby, um, what's your podcast you're listening to right now? The one I'm in the middle of right now is it's called Against the Rules mm-hmm. uh, by Michael Lewis. It's uh, published by Pushkin Industries. So Michael Lewis is the one that wrote. Uh, he's written a handful of books, but he's most famously known for the Game of Shadows book, the book that kind of was the was the Balco steroid scandal. So the one that brought oh. down all the all the baseball players. That was his book that he wrote it. And so he's working with Malcolm Gladwell from Toronto and producing a podcast called Against the Rules. So it's about the rule makers in society and how we perceive them. I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, basically anything that The Ringer puts out. I've got Tim Ferriss in my playlist. I do audiobooks. Like I'm I'm literally I have earbuds in. I have two sets of earbuds so I can change them when one battery dies. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I mean, I'm listening to a book called Sapiens right now, which is just the history of people. Um, oh, cool. I just finished. Yeah, 
I just finished the Dark Tower series through Audible, which was great. That's so. Awesome. And we, as a family, we've been listening to John Prine all the time. Cause <laughs> oh, he, my oh, God. Yeah. All the time. John oh. Prine. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. it's no, you're actually you'll see a post. I'm not sure if it's on our Facebook or Instagram. I know we have it scheduled for this weekend because I screenshotted it because so I obviously when he passed, I, I kind of jumped back into him. Same as I did, frankly, with Bill Withers, unfortunately, when Bill yeah, Withers. Yeah, yeah, we all just fucking died inside yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. So so. Prine passed and and I said okay well I'm gonna Ugh, expose the family to John Prine and so back to that point the kids are now asking for John Prine songs where I'll be like you guys want some music and they'll be like uh, can we yeah, can we listen are. to Clay Pigeons can we listen to uh, that's the way the world goes around can we listen to and and so the kids are now dictating that they want to hear John Prine which I assume is a success as a parent at this point because I think it's a deeply amazing. successful Absolutely. you nailed it what's What's your favorite song by John Prine? Can you pick one? He didn't write it, but Clay Pigeons is my favorite song. I'm tired of running around looking for answers to questions that I already know. I could build me a castle with memories just to have somewhere to go. Count the days and the nights that it takes to get back in the saddle again. Feed the pigeons some clay. Turn the night into day and start talking again. Are you familiar with the Tree of Forgiveness album, his last album before he passed? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. Okay. One more question that's John Prime related. Have you ever heard of Dan Reader? No, I haven't. No. no. Okay. Write it down. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now so I know how to spell it. Dan. Re- oh, I was going to say Reader, like R E E D. R E E D E R. Okay. He played with John Prine all the time. They were like best, best, best pals. Okay. Dan's still alive, but barely. Uh, all, bril- like if you like John Prine and and you care about his friends, <laughs> then you're gonna put on fucking <laughs> Dan not, Reader. And you're not an animal. Yeah. And you're not an animal peasant. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Reader's your new John Prine. No, uh, that that's hurtful to John. He, you're gonna love him. I'm so excited. Amazing. Yeah, he's funny. He's ironic. Yeah. He's just really honest. Yeah. And it makes you cry. Like, it's a song that has funny lyrics that only has, like, 12 lyrics, and you're, like, crying. Yes. But mm-hmm. it's funny. Like, I don't know. That's he just I, gets you. Kathy, Kathy, admittedly, oh, yeah. doesn't pay attention to the lyrics, whereas I will play a song back where I'll be like, listen. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not listening to the words. I can't and, hear that. Well, it's probably better, Kathy, because it sometimes feels like someone just punched you in the gut yeah. and like left. You know, yeah. like, what? I'm just that. in the parking lot. That's, uh, that's cool. That's good. I, to I was out. I was gonna say that's yeah. I I I love the Tree of Forgiveness Ugh, uh, album, and and obviously right when I get to heaven, right? I mean, I, I mean, are you kidding me right now? Well, well, this this is what I mean, right? Like, I mean, right, right? after he passes away, and. And he's got this song called When I Get to Heaven, and it's explaining everything he's doing right now. I, I think it's amazing. Cause then I'm going to get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm going to kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Yeah, this old man is going to town. 
Yeah, he's he's smoking a cigarette that's five miles long right now. You got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you got it. Yeah. You got it, John. I, I'm with you. Yeah, so John Prine gets played a lot in our house. And the other band that I have recently discovered is called The Mountain Goats. Oh, oh yeah. And it's not a band. It's just one guy out of California and whoever he ropes in to play with him. But I love him, too, because I think he's a great songwriter. What so. what what's he written? Is he the um? What, wait, what's he written? What are some more popular songs? So if you kind of ran through his Spotify kind of top five, there's this year. Oh, there's one called No Children, which I absolutely howl at. So one of the themes he has that runs through all of his music is the story of this couple that can't get along. They're just constantly fighting. And, and <laughs> Toby makes me listen to it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 called No Children, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, effectively it starts with I hope one day that the people who are trying to save us will fuck off and leave us alone I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us I hope that so uh, that the wolves the best ever death metal band those are some of the most popular songs anyway they get the most plays on Spotify it's the death metal one that I've heard. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when we go with COVID, like I, like Toby's an extrovert, but I'm an introvert. So by the time the day is done, I have nothing left in me to consume anything. So I started to go back to books again because to listen to anything else, I just want silence. So I am not consuming podcasts, hardly music, and mm-hmm. then just go and I'm trying to just read because that's the way that I can consume. Yeah. In a in a way that kind of makes me chill after. Whereas I have totally three, I have three Bluetooth speakers on the go and two sets of Bluetooth headphones, it's so, so I constantly so I time. constantly have something going. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what we're consuming right now. Nice. Um, yeah. Do you guys have anything you would like to promote? Yeah, you do. You know what? We go by the idea that if you want to follow us on social, that's great. But our our whole concept is we just want to give away content for free and hopefully it helps. So that's what we're promoting. Yeah. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Beyond that, we've got nothing to sell. Our our whole thing, especially during the COVID situation has been, we actually started kind of tripling down on the content we were producing, kind of recognizing that businesses needed help. So follow us there. And uh, we are very much of the mindset that if we can help you there, then Sometime in the next 15 years, that will lead to something that we didn't have to promote today. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been yeah. offering free webinars and all kinds of great, helpful content through your Instagram, which is where I see you yeah. the most. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, to that end, if, if somebody missed a webinar, find us on YouTube as well. And all of them are uploaded there. Yeah. So, you can find them. Thank you bit. for doing that. Yeah, yeah. That was our, our philosophy, I guess, or our approach with COVID was just trying to help people who are in a shitty situation it's yeah well it was an it was no it was an opportunity to live out what we preach right so back Truth. to the that we made at some point about 90 percent of what we should be posting should be helping or connecting yeah well all we did was increase the volume and tried to keep it that 90 percent. that's all so it's yeah nice so it's it's easy i mean follow us there it's you'll, you'll get a real sense if anyone out there doesn't know who we are and there are many of you that don't then that's the best place to get a sense as to who we are. It's Cat's Cove Communications. You got it. You can find the show at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. Also, if you're listening and you like the show, please do leave us a, a review. It, it does Makes really a help difference. the show. 
And if you have literally $2 a month to spare, consider going to patreon.com slash teach me tiger podcast to support us. And that $2 a month gains you access to all of our bonus episodes. New Dees. Can we do, can we do one more plug? Yeah. It's a plug for you. When you guys launched, we loved the fact because we're both local to this area and we were like a podcast in the in our area that's incredible so it's awesome what you're doing and you're posting consistent content and you're just doing such a good job with like just being yourselves and it's just awesome that you're putting it out there thank you so much where where am i finding the podcast i mean people are listening obviously already know but where am i finding it yeah so you can go to the website teachmetigerpodcast.ca and all of the episodes are there but it's also on apple podcasts and stitcher and tune in and like all those places all the big ones amazing yeah good for you guys so much thank you so much kat and toby thank you james for coming on the podcast Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thanks, Sarah, for <laughs> coming back on today. We missed ya. Huzzah. 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 Does she just, sorry, does Sarah just drop in whenever she feels like it? Pretty yes. much. I have like a rotating roster now of co-hosts because it's too much for anyone but me to do it every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. Thanks, guys. And gals and they, they, every, all, everyone. Thanks, peoples and tigers. Yeah. And remember, it's, it's a jungle, jungle out there. Wow. That was Ooh, really good. good. Ever spicy. <laughs> teach me, tiger, how to tease you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you.